In this episode, Jenny Stone and Katie Singer, who are both chartered accountants and partners at RBP, are going to be discussing the latest announcement from the DDRB on the NHS pay rises and how this is going to have an impact on general practice. RBP, one of the leading firms of medical specialist accountants. We know what you find tough, but don't you worry, as we know our stuff. Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of Accountancy on Prescription, a brand new podcast about accountancy in the medical sector. So my name is Katie Singer and I'm a partner at RBP Chartered Accountants and I'm joined today by Jenny Stone. Hi Katie, it's very exciting for our first podcast. Yes, Jenny is also a partner at RBP. Uh, We, as I mentioned, are medical specialist accountants. So we deal predominantly with GPs and GP partnerships. We also act for GP locums, hospital consultants and just sort of general people in the medical world. And I think, Katie, just, yeah, I was going to say, just to add um, why we're qualified to talk about this subject is that we act for about 300 GP practices and about 1,800 doctors. So Katie and I and Kate spend our lives just visiting GP practices and talking to GPs. So we just thought we'd release a podcast so you've got some bite-sized, up-to-date, relevant chunks of information. So everything that we're going to be talking about over our series will be really geared towards... GPs in practice and, you know, GPs working, salaried, etc. It's really useful snippets of information. And we thought with the recent announcement from the DDRB and obviously us knowing about the ongoing cost of living crisis, we know petrol prices are up, we know the cost of heating our homes is up, that we would just talk about something that we really think is relevant and that is pay rises across the sector. So, I mean, inflation at the moment is up. I think it's, what is it, Jenny, 9%? I think in June it was saying it's 9.3%, kind of, you know, likely to be sort of near 11% by the end of the year. So, Yeah, absolutely. So off the back of that, I'm being constantly asked, has there been any funding to allow for a pay rise? So basically, Katie, no. Um, As you know, the increases in GP practices funding from the global sum was announced, it was a five-year deal announced pre-pandemic. And the intention was that it's to give GP practices, um, I think it was a 2.1% pay increase. So essentially this announcement to say that doctors' pay needs to go up by 4.5%, practices are not being funded for this. So I was, um, I know we've had lots of conversations, but I was with a practice yesterday. And so it literally the first thing they asked me when I walked through the door. So we looked at some numbers for them and I thought it might be quite useful just to go through them with you, Katie. Sure. So um, this practice, our two-partner practice, their um, weighted list was 8,000 patients. So so we worked out that the increase in the global sum, so that the global sum from April 22 went up by £2.92 per weighted patient. So that would give them an increase in income of 23000 Now, that increase is intended to give them a 2.1% pay rise. But when we kind of sat down and went through the numbers, this is kind of what the staff pay rise would look like. So 
If we worked out a 4.5% pay increase for the salaried GP, that was going to cost them an extra 10,000. And then the um, partner said to me, Jenny, what if we gave 4.5% to all our staff? So salaried GPs would cost 10,000. Um, admin management, nursing staff, when we worked out the cost, it was going to be 16,000. And then, of course, Katie, what I tell practices that they haven't been funded for either is the increase in employers' national insurance. So that went up um, in um, from the 1st of April. So all national insurance has gone up by 1.25%. And of course, practices as employers have an extra cost for the staff on their payroll. So I also said to them that the cost of the employer's national insurance is going to cost them about £7,000. Now, Katie, we're accountants, so we're supposed to be able to work this number out in our head. So the total pay increase um, I worked out was going to cost them 33000 but the increase in their global sum was only 23,000. So already that's costing them 10,000 pounds. So practices, if you're looking to give this pay increase, at the end of the day, it's being funded by the partners because that is coming out of their bottom line profit. And many of the practices listening today or GPs who are partners in practices listening today, they might have seen yourself or I and, and, and um, spoken to us that this year, the year ended March or June, wherever their accounting year end falls, they might have found that they had quite a bumpy year. A lot of our practices did receive additional funding. They had fixed, um, fixed income um, in, exactly income protected. They had quaff was fixed. They yeah. had COVID support by way like of the COVID CEF, by way of COVID vaccination income. All of that, as we know, has now been removed. Well, we think it's been removed. We don't actually know what's happening for the rest of the year. But assuming that that isn't repeated, you know, it's been an inflated year as it is. So that's going to reduce anyway. And now we're talking about pay rises over and above what can, I don't want yeah. to say be afforded, but partners do need to be aware that it's very likely their bottom lines will be slightly lower next year. Yeah. And I think this is exactly what I'm saying to all my practices, Katie. It, one of my clients said to me, Jenny, we feel so depressed when we see you. And I was like, okay, what have I got to do? Bring in the bars of chocolate for them. Um, but essentially... Absolutely. The, they've had extra money to support them through COVID. We all know um, that workload for GP practices has got, you know, is, is huge. It's gone through the roof with demand. Mm. Um, so they had extra money for COVID support to kind of open up and offer more appointments. You know, you know, all these practices got their winter access fund money to help with um, extra appointments. That is all going to have gone. Plus they've got the increase with the staff pay rises. And of course the increase in cost, Katie, you know, when I go to practices, I say heat and light, double it and add a bit, you know, so all of those costs have gone up for everybody. So yes, um, I think it's really difficult um, with, with obviously it's a recommendation um, and staff are struggling to recruit, aren't they, Katie? I don't know about you, but when I go to practices, they, you know, they say it's really difficult to attract GPs, nurses. Um, so this is another, yeah, it's really difficult. Yeah, and you, you touched upon it being a recommendation. So it's a difficult issue to talk about. But obviously last year there was the, you know, obligatory, was it 3 or 3.1% pay rise for salary GPs? Yeah, and believe it or not, Katie, I went back and checked. That was that was, that was was 2020. So was that it? was kind of, I know, we've all <laughs> lost years with COVID. Um, so that was 2020 where it, salary GPs got a 2.8% pay increase. And this is obviously a recommendation um, for the 4.5%. The 4 and at the time it was quite, 
there were some, I know some of the GP partners I spoke to, it's quite difficult. If you're a, a GP or a nurse or a, a medical employee of a hospital trust, for example, you're on a effectively fixed pay. You know, you're on a pay scale, yeah, you're on a you're pay the grade. For pay. Yeah, you're on the agenda for pay. So you have a fixed salary, the same as everybody else in your grade. So if everybody is getting an increase, it's the same for everybody across the board. Whereas if you work in a GP practice, it's not the same. You will be paid a sessional rate usually based on experience, I would guess, you know, if you're new, freshly qualified, you know, straight out of your GP registrar year, you might be earning nine and a half thousand a session. But if you've been at a practice for say 10, 15 years, you might have crept up to sort of 11 and a half, 12, even 12,000 a session because of your experience. So to then have to give an enforced pay rise on top of, especially the more experienced people, it was uh, quite difficult for some practices to, to say, but we're not sure why, because they're not on a grade, you know, they're not on a yes. grade, but this is slightly different. This one, isn't it? It's a recommendation. It is. And I also think when I've been talking to practices, Katie, because like you say, you know, it is it's costs a lot of money for your higher paid staff. But actually, when I've been talking to a lot of practices, you know, what they want to do is certainly your lower paid staff, you know, the receptionists that are getting kind of the £9.50, you know, so actually, you know, with the cost of living going up, it's a struggle for them. So I was at a practice last week and I think they were, and actually it was at a practice before the announcement. So they were looking at obviously what are they going to give? And actually what they wanted to also focus on was trying to give more to the lower paid staff um, just because obviously the cost of living is much harder for them as well. Um, but I think, Katie, I don't know about you, what I've been saying to clients is they need to work out the costs. You know, I had a practice that said to me, Jenny, um, you know, so we looked at kind of what their current staff pay was. We looked at different options. So I think at the time we looked at 3% pay rise, 5% and an 8%. And actually just to work out the cost, because I think it's important that practices understand what is it going to cost them. And also not forgetting, um, you need to add on the cost of employers' national insurance and employers' pension. Because I think I've had some clients that take the gross salary for their the total gross salary for all their staff and just add on the 4.5%. But you've got, so that's increasing the cost of employers NI and employers pension. Yeah. And obviously not everyone listening will know exactly what those numbers are. And it's obviously, we are accountants, so we know minute numbers, but I generally tell people to add 25% on top as an on cost. Yeah. So I mean, got, Katie, I tell people at 29%. I was going to say, now I'm, now I'm thinking about it. It's probably closer to 30, yeah, isn't it? So I, I, I add on 29% because employers' national insurance is now 15.05%. Employers' pension is 14.38%. So I think when you're looking at an increase in growth, just add on 29% and then you know you're kind of overestimating it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And actually on talking about on-course, so yeah, we've had the national insurance increase, so that's now up to 15.05%. We have the employers' pension cost, so employers pay 14 0.38% of you know of their staff's pay over to the pensions agency and there has been a lot of conversation about this over the last few years is that figure going from 14.38% up to 20.6% for those listening effectively it is already at 20.6% yep. but i guess the government you would say 
cover that 6% difference and it goes directly from the government to their pension. And I think it's centrally funded. So what they say is that that increase is centrally funded. Now, I think it is centrally funded until next next March. And of course, the conversation then is going to be what is going to happen if practices have to pay 20%. It has to be funded, but how much of it will be funded? I can remember, I'm showing my age here, um, when the... um, contract came in in 2004 and employers pension contribution was 7% and it went up to 14%. So there was extra funding given in the global sum, but for some practices, it wasn't enough to cover the cost. But at the moment, I think practices don't have to worry about that because it is being centrally funded and yeah, and we just need to wait and watch this space. And something as well that affects practices differently. Uh, practice I saw two days ago, uh, it's a relatively small practice. They have three GP partners there. They don't have any salary GP staff at all. So this conversation is actually not really relevant to them. Of course, it is relevant in terms of their staff. But as we know, it's the salary GPs whose salaries are the highest if you're employing them. So when we talk about it being, is it funded? Well, effectively, if the global sum goes up to allow for this increase in employers' national insurance, this practice that I deal with, they're just going to get an an increase in their global sum. It's not going to be passed on by any way of uh, a pay rise to anybody else. Of course, it's going to be paid, it's going to be used to cover their own um, employers' national, uh, um, employers' pension costs, which, as you know, as GP partners, you effectively pay your own, you pay your employees and your employers. Yeah, and I think that's that's right, Katie. If you're in a big practice and, you know, we see, you know, large practices, large list size, but there might only be a few partners, then you're going to have a lot more staff on the payroll. And therefore, this pay rise is going to cost a lot more compared to maybe a large practice, which is, you know, all GP partners and, you know, just just your, your nursing and your admin staff are on the um, payroll. So I think for all practices, it's going to be really important for them to, to basically crunch the numbers, you know, to say, right, who's on our payroll? What is this actually going to cost? Because you can't, you know, you know what our clients are like, you know, chatting to my friend, um, they said it's going to cost them this, but actually it's not going to be the same because every practice is different um, with the number of staff that they employ. And so from our perspective, I mean, Everyone I've spoken to so far, I haven't heard anyone say yet, because this has only just been announced, that they have given, I'll be honest, anywhere near a 4.5 or 4.75% pay rise. I'd say the average I've spoken to so far is about 2 to 2.5%. Yeah, I was going to say some of my practices have been looking at 3%. I think where they're looking at slightly more is because you've also got to take into consideration, did they give a pay rise last year? Mm. You know, I was at a practice... I think last week actually, and they were looking at maybe five, they're looking at sort of the four and a half, five percent, because actually what they were saying to me was, we haven't given a pay rise last year or, you know, so that's the thing as well. Um, You know, for some practices, they give pay rises every year, but there are practices that don't give them every year. And often they sort of say, well, we're waiting on the accounts. It depends what the accounts look like. Um, so yeah, but I think I think really our advice would be, um, you know, you need to kind of work the numbers out, crunch the numbers, see what they look like. And Katie, I, I know I know we do this. We obviously do um, drawings projections for the partners. So I had a practice I went to see a few weeks ago, and they had different options of pay rises. And I did a drawings projection to say, well, this is what the impact is going to be on the partner's income if you give, you know, two and a half percent, three percent, five percent, or eight percent, so that they can see the overall cost. And I think I think it is important because 
you know, profits are going to be under pressure for 22, 23. There's no doubt about it with costs going up that you need to, partners need to understand what the impact's going to be for them as well. Yeah. Um, because, you know, as we've said, this pay increase is not being funded. There's been no announcement to say that that's going to, um, that they're going to, they're going to fund that in the global sum. And something else worth considering, I always say this to my clients, as accountants, we just look at numbers and it's a terrible thing, but we just see numbers, but actually behind those numbers are people and behind those numbers are your staff and you need to make sure that your staff are happy and you might have a team of lovely people and they're going to be struggling themselves outside of the practice because of all the rises, et cetera. So as much as it might feel a slight pain when the accountant shows you, yes, this is what I'm expecting it's going to look like. You mentioned your example in the beginning, that effectively the net loss or the net cut this year would be 10 grand for that practice. But that 10 grand from those partners' pockets, will it go towards a happier working life environment, a happy practice? You know, it it is, of course, for us, it's about the numbers. But when we take one step back, it is about the bigger picture too. Yeah. It's all to be considered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think keeping staff happy and retention is so important isn't it because I know practices say to me it costs so much to kind of replace and train staff so yes and I think off the back of the last two years staff burnout has been so high not just from our partners which we are seeing but from all you know the whole workforce so to just be able to I guess, give back in inverted commas to those staff members to to appreciate how how hard they've worked through the pandemic and going forward, I think does go a long way. Yeah, absolutely, Katie. Absolutely. I mean, I think this is the thing. They've all worked incredibly hard the last two years. Um, So, yeah, and it's not and it's not getting any easier. Whenever I see my clients, they just say it's just, yeah, it's very, it's very workload is very high and um and I and I agree with you burnt out not just for doctors but you know the reception staff they probably get a lot of stick from patients yes I'm sure they do so I think that's pretty pretty much all we needed to cover today so thank everyone for joining us um if you did enjoy this podcast please uh, like and subscribe and listen out for our coming episodes we're hoping to be releasing them on a fortnightly basis um and we've got lots to talk about so hopefully you'll enjoy listening so thanks Jenny and okay. bye Bye. You've been listening to RBP Accountancy on Prescription. For any updates, visit www.rbp.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at RBPCA. The contents of this podcast is for general guidance and informational purposes only and does not constitute any form of advice. RBP does not accept any liability for any loss or damage incurred from you acting or not acting as a result from such podcasts. 